Good morning. Today is Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of our liturgical year, in which the reign of Christ as King of all creation is celebrated. I'm always a little surprised that it's a fairly recent addition to the liturgical calendar. It was instituted by Pope Pius XI in 1925. He declared this feast day to remind Christians of their allegiance to their spiritual ruler in heaven as opposed to the earthly supremacy that was claimed at that time by Benito Mussolini. It is always important for us to remember who leads us. With everything that is shouting for our attention, we need to refocus on Christ, who is our Lord and Savior and where our attention belongs. As John made clear to us to pay attention two weeks ago in the parable of the 10 bridesmaids, these past several weeks, we've studied the teachings of Jesus in Matthew. The parables of the last few weeks are often called the Advent parables that speak of the coming kingdom of God, the advent of what is to come. Along with the bridesmaids reminding us to focus our attention, we had the parable of the tenants reminding us of the talents, reminding us of the good stewardship we are to have of what we are given, and warning us about fear and judgment. This week's reading is Matthew 25, 31 to 47. It's not a parable. There's no as if to start us off. This text starts with a metaphor. It's a familiar one to many, but like a parable, it can cause us to wonder and can make us uncomfortable. Hear now the Gospel of Matthew. When the Son of Man, Jesus is telling them, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come. You are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared to you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food? or thirsty, and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it for me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me naked, and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also say, answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you. 
Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, and the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, we pray that your words break into our hearts and plant seeds, and that through our meditations there might be good sprouted fruit for the furthering of your kingdom. Amen. We are anxious to get to Advent and Christmas, and this is not a text that we expect today. The Sunday after Thanksgiving is usually the first Sunday of Advent. We want to begin our preparations and celebrations. Every place else is doing it. They've been setting up for days. But what better time to be reminded of Christ's expectations for his followers than now, with our bellies full from our Thanksgiving feasts and the first snow of the season falling? Jesus uses a metaphor that the people would easily connect with, shepherd, sheep, goats, a king, Shepherds need, a, sheep need a shepherd to follow, while goats have a mind of their own, and aren't we all just a little bit of both? The commentators see two interpretations of this text. One is that Jesus is directing this lesson to the nations, to the Gentiles, speaking about how they treated the missionaries and followers of Christ, his disciples who were out among them spreading the gospel. The other interpretation is directed at how all, the nations and the followers of Christ, attended to the needs of the least, of the neediest. And if the followers of Christ are to have their needs met, are they not also called to meet the needs of all that they, of those they encounter? Is Christ only seen in Christians, or do we see Christ in everyone, all of our neighbors? Looking into the face of the other, and seeing Christ in them. Isn't that how everyone can be seen without inserting our judgment where we see the need first? It enables us to see beyond the situation when we look upon the face of our beloved. That's why so many of us love serving communion by intention, which we did a few weeks ago. We get to look into each other's faces to share the body and blood of Christ. This is about the presence of Christ the kingdom here and not yet, the lives that we are to live into. I admit that it's a struggle. We can go down the rabbit hole of how much need must be met, to whom, how often. I don't know how to do it or I can't do it. We overflow the fear and judge we overflow with fear and judgment, and it can paralyze us and prevent us from doing anything. Judgment and fear creep in to give us an excuse. They don't deserve it, or I don't feel safe. So nothing is done, guilt consumes us, and the need continues. But this is a both-and situation. We can do it alone, but also we can serve in community. In community, we can meet needs that are universal, joining together resources and time that can meet needs on a much larger scale. But more is asked of us by Jesus. Jesus responds to both the righteous and the accursed about their actions, not what they're thinking or who they directed to address the needs of the unseen people. It isn't about knowing what you should do. It's about doing it. 
feeding the hungry, welcoming the stranger, offering water, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and imprisoned. These are actions that require reaching out and connecting, discovering what the need is and filling it. These actions change us also. I think of the teams that worked for years at PADS. It was a ministry that required commitment and direct service to the guests who were served, and they were a passionate group of servants. Cooking, serving, cleaning, and visiting, it all happened on those nights and early mornings. Or when we would take the confirmands to the soup kitchen, again, an opportunity to prepare to serve, to visit, to be with others. Serving not only those we know or who look like us, but, it, but especially those we don't recognize. It can be intimidating to start, but within the community, there are those who are so gifted at this, who recognize need and address it, so you don't have to do this on your own. We have brothers and sisters to lead and teach us too. We have our own missionaries that are living among us who can help us to leave the fear and judgment behind without judging us. The one thing we must recognize is that we know these are the actions that we are supposed to take, that we are called to take. Jesus has made it clear. And we've also heard what the outcome would be this we are to do not out of fear that a vengeful God will judge us harshly and banish us to eternal punishment, or that our works, our good works, will get us into the kingdom. No, it's because our God loves us abundantly, has shown us the way and made known to us all the expectations, never leaving us to flounder or guess. Expectations that are asked of all, but most especially of those of us who follow Christ. All grace and mercy are given to us, and we have only to serve in his name, to offer what is, to offer what is offered to us, to everyone who is in need, whether or not it is a need that we judge as worthy. This is hard and often uncomfortable work, but our faith is not to be comfortable or sterile. From the beginning, Jesus has asked his followers to sacrifice, calling disciples to leave their livelihoods, their families, to travel miles from their homes, fishermen in the desert. We need to move out of our comfort zones, maybe not leaving our lives behind, but maybe traveling a few miles to where the need is. Maybe take Wednesday night suppers on the road once a year, and all of us who usually sit around the table together, serve together, cook, clean, and eat with those who desperately need the welcome, the food, and the fellowship. Or take rummage out to those who are in need, and not always having them come to us. When an opportunity to address the needs of someone you come across, it, if it makes you uncomfortable, let it be an occasion to remember your identity in Christ and to use that to help propel you to service. Are we to be sheep who follow the shepherd or goats with a mind of our own? Let us pray. 
Most gracious God, who in Jesus of Nazareth showed us alternative to the kings, queens, and emperors of history, help us to revere and emulate Christ's leadership, to love and to seek justice for all people. Help us to recognize the true grandeur and life-changing power based in loving you and all our neighbors. In Christ Jesus, with you and the Holy Spirit, may we co-create a world ruled not through domination, but in that radical and all-powerful compassion and love. Amen. <laughs>